The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. It's time to talk from the inside of sports. It's time for G. Cobb in the House with Gary Cobb and co-host Micah Warren. We'll talk to and about players, front office personnel, agents, and the newsmakers in and around sports. Now, here are your hosts, G. Cobb and Micah Warren. What's happening? G. Cobb in the House. This is VoiceAmericaSports.com. Uh, I'm Micah Warren. G. Cobb is not in the house this evening. And uh, I'm with... My buddy Bob Cunningham from gcob.com. What's happening, Bob? And not much, Micah. There's not much. Speaking of not much, Bob, there's not much going on in football right now. Uh, this is a really bad time of year if you're looking for news and stuff. Uh, kind of sucks, but you know what? There's always stuff to discuss. Um, so I thought tonight what we'd do for the next hour is let's let's go around the NFL and try and look at vision and who we like, who we don't like. And uh, you willing to do that with me, Bob? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Let's start with the AFC West. And the reason I want to start there is because I was reading today about our buddy Darius Haywood Bay, and he's got another hamstring injury. And Oakland is just, boy, I don't know. I thought they were starting to turn around. It just looks like another bonehead pick. And this division looks pretty putrid other than San Diego. I mean, depending on what you think about uh, Matt Castle in Kansas City. But, uh, What's your first take on the AFC West as of right now? Obviously, we haven't gone through training camp and, you know, all that stuff, but what's your, what's your first take on it? Uh, I think the, the Chargers are the clear-cut favorites. I don't think there's anyone even who can compete uh, with the Chargers at this point. The offense is too explosive. The defense is getting uh, Merriman back. I don't think it's even – I don't think it's going to be close. They should play with it. That's really the question, too, with the Chargers. They're really the only issue that you have to say is pass rush. You know, after Merriman went down uh, last year, they couldn't get to anybody. So then all the talk starts of uh, Cromartie's having a bad year and the secondary can't stop anybody. Of course the secondary can't stop anybody. They can't get to the quarterback. I don't care who you are, you can't run with NFL-quality uh, wide receivers for six seconds. Now, let's you know, also not forget that uh, Cromartie was banged for the entire year. True. True. I still think he's one of the best, if not the best, athlete in all of football. I mean, the guy is phenomenal. Absolutely. Um, but they're still the clear cut. That, that's their big question mark. And then the, the bigger question is who's the worst in the AFC West? Uh, you know, the Raiders, we talked that they're bad. Um, I think they are getting better. The Chiefs added Castle, but that line is still breaking down from when, when Priest Holmes and Larry Johnson used to be, you know, 1,800 yard guys. That is not the same offensive line. They don't have Tony Richardson anymore blocking. So that run game isn't the same either. Um, defense is probably still pretty bad. Uh, are the Broncos the worst team in that division? They could be. Since Josh McDaniels has gotten there, that team has gone in the complete wrong direction. And I don't know how Pat Boland doesn't notice it. I mean, he's got to. Now Brandon Marshall wants out now. They already got rid of Cutler. They have Orton. Maybe Chris Sims competes with Orton, which doesn't scream Super Bowl. Are they the worst team in that division? Uh, on paper, on paper, no, they're not. On paper, they're still a pretty decent team. I mean, they only gave up, like, what, 12 sacks all year last year, that offensive line. So the offensive line is pretty good. Uh, if well, they, they got keep... those tackles. What's that? They had those two tackles, Clady and the other guy on the other side, who's very good, too. Um, so, yeah, I, I agree with you on that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think uh, especially if Marshall stays – uh, if they can find some way to keep him happy, which it doesn't look like that's going to happen. But, uh, I mean, with Marshall there, Orton is a winner. He's a winning guy uh, who can do something. He's not going to be in the Pro Bowl anytime soon. But he's a pretty decent quarterback. Uh, the defense um, terrible. The defense is suspect at best. But uh, it still might be better than the Chiefs. Although, yeah, although I have heard that this Robert Ayers they drafted in the first round, is uh, 
was impressing some people off to see. I know a lot of people liked him coming out of college and that he had the potential to be one of the top players in the draft, but it might take him a little longer. But uh, we'll see. They certainly need the help. I do not understand. When you have a defense that's that bad, you take no Sean Moreno with the 12th pick. I mean, are you kidding? Your defense is terrible, and you're taking a running back when you've already got 17 on the roster. That means, like you said, that line's pretty good. If you have a pretty good line, most NFL you're, if you're capable of being in the NFL, you'll be able to do something with a good line. Yeah, I didn't get that pick at all. But, again, I just think Denver's heading in the wrong direction, and I don't know because there is to think that they're going to have a good team this year. Um, so we'll have to say, I mean, are the Raiders the worst in the division? Uh, no, I think the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs. You're the Chiefs over the Raiders. Yeah, I think the Chiefs uh, are by far the worst, actually. I mean, you look at the Raiders – uh, they at least have a running game. They've yeah. got a whole lot of potential just waiting to explode in Darren McFadden. Justin Fargus has proved he's capable. Michael Bush yeah. had a coming out party. Thank God for the Eagles. So, uh, uh, and uh, you never know what to expect from that defense because if you remember a couple of years back, the defense was pretty good and they've got some pretty good players. It's just, it, uh, a losing culture is taking over there in Oakland now. What's that? A losing culture is uh, taking over there in Oakland now, and they need to shake that quick. Yeah, it seems like since 2003 they've had a losing culture. Uh, they've been pretty bad. But you're right, they do have a couple players. And I like this Johnny Lee Higgins, too, um, the wide receiver. I love Adnan Asamoah. I think he's absolutely phenomenal. I think he's the best cornerback in football. Kirk Morrison's a nice player. They do have some players. Uh, I'm just, you said it's a losing culture. We don't, and I think that, and the biggest question, too, is going to be Jamarcus Russell. If he progresses, they can have a nice team. If not, they're stuck in, you know, four-win mode. Yeah. But anyway, it, okay, it sets you back bad. pretty good when uh, your number one overall pick doesn't doesn't produce. And so far, so far he hasn't. Uh, he showed potential last year, but uh, banking on potential will get you fired in the NFL. Yeah, and if you, uh, you know, if you miss with that one overall pick on a quarterback, boy, that'll set you back four or five years. Because now you got to figure it takes you that long to figure out that he's really no good. I mean, look at the 49ers with Alex Smith. Yep. You wait and you wait and you wait and then nothing happens. Uh, so we'll see what happens with that. Um, the AFC. Does anyone think that's really that competitive? I mean, I, I, I still think it's going to take Brady a second. He's not going to just dive right. I don't care what everyone's saying about all oh, he's ahead of rehab. I don't see him just diving right back into five touchdowns a game and then blowing people out. I don't see it. That is, having that knee repaired, yeah, it's one thing to be ready, uh, you know, in the weight room. It's quite another to uh, have guys diving all around it while you're trying to look downfield and find somebody. But I still think they're the best of the division. And uh, the, the Jets, we, you know, they have a rookie quarterback, but they have a nice team other than that. I mean, what do you think about the AFC East? Yeah, you you got to say the Patriots. Even without Brady, the Patriots are probably the favorite. Uh, I don't want to start a war of words with Channing Crowder or Rex Ryan or anything, but <laughs> I think the, the Patriots are just, I think they're obviously the class. Now the Jets are coming up. They've got some guys. Uh, the Dolphins won it last year, but they won it with that gimmick offense, and gimmick offenses don't last in the NFL, and they definitely don't win your games back-to-back years, uh, and the Ravens especially showed how you stopped that Wildcat. And every time someone's about to face the Dolphins, they're just going to turn on that tape, both of them, of uh, the Ravens shutting them down completely. And when they shut down that Wildcat, the whole team got shut down. So when your team is based around a gimmick offense, you're not looking at prolonged success. No, probably not. And, you know, Pennington, I still do like Pennington there. Uh because I think he still gives you a chance to win games. He doesn't have great arm strength, but I think he is. He's a guy that can win games. So they're definitely, I think they're going to be okay. And I think you might make a point there about the Wildcat. It's going to depend on their reliance on that. I've got no problem with once in a while, but they've mixed it in a little more than once in a while. And to me, taking a guy like Pat White out of West Virginia in the second round, and he's made for the Wildcat. So it doesn't sound like they're backing off that Wildcat. It sounds like they might be investing in it a little bit more. Um, and, and if, if teams really can't stop it, and, then, and you have to also look into it too that they used it pretty one, pretty much one way. They had Ronnie Brown and they ran him with it. If you got Pat White who could throw the ball, you know they may be 
they may be tweaking it a little bit more, um, and to the extent they use it will probably depend on their success because you, you, you can't have it as your base offense. You just can't. That can't be what you base your team around. Um, but wildcat aside, the Dolphins are still, I think they're okay. They're not going to win the division. They're okay. The Bills, ugh. I mean, you're, you're losing Lynch for a few games. He can't, I don't know what his deal is. Such a talent, and he just, he just can't put it together uh, off the field. Yeah, they added Terrell Owens. Is, is that going to make that much of a difference? Uh, it should. It should help Trent Edwards, well, at least for the one year. Uh, Terrell Owens is money in his first year, no matter where he is now. Looking into the future, who knows, but who cares? He's only got a one-year deal anyway. So right. uh, I, I think he will. He'll help out right away. Uh, I like Fred Jackson uh, to fill in while yep. Lynch is uh, suspended. But my big thing is Dick Duran. They're going to be in the cellar until someone finally realizes that uh, Duran is not a coach. He's not a head coach. He doesn't belong as a head coach. Uh, what, seven and nine the past three years? Is, is that what Buffalo's okay with? No, they, they need to can him. Well, and another thing, too, is you want to talk about adding Terrell Owens. Let's look at what you did. You added a wide receiver, a tackle. An elite left tackle. I don't know that's the way you build a team. I mean, you already have Lee Evans. Who's, you know, look for Lee Evans to have a big year. That guy can play. Uh, he always seemed to do a little better when Lostman was in there. I think Lostman looked for him a little bit more. Um, but he's a talent. And because he's stuffed up in Buffalo, you know, a lot of people don't hear about him. Um, but okay, so you got some great wide receivers. So what? You know, until last year, Cardinals had great wide receivers for five years, and they just finally did something with it. This year, I don't think it wins football games. And you lost the left tackle. Uh, we'll see what happens with them on defense. Um, I don't know. I just don't see them competing in that division. I mean, I'm not, they're not necessarily what you would call an easy win, but I don't see how uh, they would win that division and take it from the Patriots. They're probably, would you think they're the worst team in the division, or is that the Dolphins? No, it's the Bills. It's the Bills. They've been right where they should be the past three years, seven and nine, and uh, you know, short of Miami's terrible year uh, in the cellar, they belong in the cellar. They're nothing more than a seven and nine team, and now the Dolphins are nothing more than eight and eight, nine and seven. Then the Jets, and then the Pats. Yeah, and the Jets are the wild card in there because they have really two first round picks. Uh, you got Mark Sanchez, and you need to see something from both. Yeah. Uh, but we'll get back to that in a minute. we got to take a break. Uh, we'll see you on the other side. G-Cop in the house on AmericanSports.com. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. If you're not facing your mortgage issues, this can be the most terrifying sound in the world. It means you've fallen behind. It means hope is dwindling. It means you're another call closer to losing your home to foreclosure. Fortunately, there's hope. If you need real help and guidance, call 1-888-995-HOPE. That's 1-888-995-4673. Because nothing is worse than doing nothing. A public service announcement brought to you by NeighborWorks, the Ad Council, and this station. Owen Hodge Show. Are you ready for some football? Well, here it comes. The Owen Hodge Show is bringing you the funniest hour in sports talk radio. This action-packed show is hosted by the outspoken fullback, Big Hodge, and the knowledgeable defensive back, Odie. This show will focus on the NFL, but touch on all things sports. Owen Hodge will provide you with a true player's perspective. That'll give you insight, make you think, and definitely make you laugh. Owen Hodge have accumulated six championship rings, so obviously they know things. Check out the Owen Hodge Show at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Network. Owen Hodge Show. The following commercial is sponsored by FeedThePig.org, an organization devoted to helping you save money. We will not entice you with messages like... 
lowest prices in town. Dealer approved, certified pre-owned. No obligation consultation. Nor will we brag about our huge selection. Enormous variety. One stop shopping. Everything under one roof. Or promise. Prices reduced up to 75%. A sale like this can't go on forever. Factory liquidation. Financing options available. We will offer no contingencies like see store for details. Prices and participation may vary. Legal exclusions apply. No purchase necessary. Or try to convince you that our product will give you cleaner, tighter abs in minutes. Perfect smile. Porcelain veneers. Freedom from those painful, embarrassing bunions. Because we simply want to help you spend smarter and save better. Log on to feedthepig.org. Find the benefits of saving for every stage of life. Brought to you by the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants and the Ad Council. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're joined up with G. Cobb in the house, featuring Gary Cobb and co-host Michael Warren. You want to get in on the conversation? Call in now. It's toll-free. 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to GaryCobb at AOL.com. Remember, two R's and two B's in that name. Now back to G. Cobb in the house. What's going on, everybody? This is Michael Warren on G-Cobb in the house. G-Cobb is not with us this evening, but uh, it is myself and Bob Cunningham, and we're going through the entire National Football League. You can give us a shout, 888-346-9144, if you want to yell at us. Um, so, Bob, AFC South, initial thoughts? Uh, the toughest division in football. Really? Yeah, and this is this is coming from an Eagles fan in the NFC East. The, the AFC South, I think, is hands down. Hands down. Uh, toughest division in all of football. And who's the best team right there? Who's taking it? Uh, I guess. That I have no idea. Uh, it's going to be so tough because they're all so good. Uh, I think it will probably be the Titans. I, I think the Titans will take it um, because they're basically the same team. I mean, they lost Hainsworth, but we're That's all going to find deal. out. What's that? That's that's a big deal, though. Remember no, no, it's ago. not. They're, Titans fans are going to find out they could care less, and Redskins fans are going to be royally upset. So I, I, I don't think so, and I'll tell you why. When he was playing in contract years, he is a monster. He changes everything. I mean, that guy is so good, they had him at defensive end on passing down. He is a monster. Now, I, I agree with you the Redskins could be disappointed with him because he got his money. So he very well could go back to being the turd that he was before. I'm not disagreeing on that. But the last two years for Tennessee, two years ago he was he missed three games. They lost all three games. I really think he was a difference maker for them. So that is going to be a big question. I'm not saying they can't win a division. I think losing Hainsworth is going to be a little bit more of a problem than than, than you do. Well, I think if you look at look at last year, he missed uh, well, uh, the last two games. I think it was, and that uh, Jason Jones stepped in. I think that's his name. Don't quote me on that. Uh, stepped in and had three and a half sacks, which is just about what Hainsworth was doing. I, I, I think Hainsworth is, is overrated. I think um, uh, Washburn, I think his name is, the defensive line coach in Tennessee, is good enough that he can put someone else in there that they won't miss a beat. I, as I've never been a huge Hainsworth fan. That's not just a Philly bias talking, you know, because he's with the Redskins now. Uh, I've said it last year. He doesn't produce unless he's in a contract year. You look, how long has he been in the NFL? He's got nine and a half career sacks. I mean, that's... You're right. For the first part of his career, he was a turd. I mean, he didn't have anything to play for. And then once he started getting into contract years, that's when he started to play. But the Titans still are going to miss that contract year at Hainsworth. And I'm not even so much into stats, especially for a defensive tackle. But he just he changes the way you have to play that defense. Now, they still, Terry Collins is still good enough to play. I don't think you want Vince Young in there. I don't think they want any parts of Vince Young at all. Mm-hmm. But they, can, they still run the ball very well. They run the ball very well. You know, Chris Johnson is a monster. Lindell White, ah, what do you say about Lindell White? I mean, he's kind of productive, but he's kind of a piece of crap at the same time. 
uh, I like Lendale because he's uh, he's not real flashy. Obviously, he's a little too big for that. But it, he has lost some weight this off season. He's lost some weight. He's slimmed down. But he's a guy who will get you know maybe two, maybe three yards. But he's pounding the defense to the point that they don't want to see him anymore. And when they think that they're going to be happy to see Chris Johnson, they're too beat up to catch him. So he's just that battering ram, battering ram, battering ram, and Chris Johnson's going to take it home to the end zone. I like Lendell White, and I like the way they use him. As a feature back, as a Brandon Jacobs type, no, he's not that kind of you know 1,500-yard guy. But as a, a beat-em-up, battering ram kind of guy, I like him in that role. All right, you like the Titans this year. Now, you like the Jaguars at all? Who's that? You like the Jaguars at all? I like the Jaguars. I think uh, I think they're going to be uh, a much improved team. I think last year was kind of an aberration. I think the 2007 Jaguars are the real Jaguars, actually. I think uh, that's what they can be, and that's what they should be. Uh, you know, if they don't yeah, you have know. mental collapses and if they're players and coach can stop hollering at each other through the media. Yeah, and I think David Garrard got um, a little bit unfairly criticized last year. They were like, oh, he can't do it, he can't do it. Well, they started, they missed like the first nine, nine games or so, they were without Meester, their center. And they lost their two starting guards for the season. Mm-hmm. This is a team that likes to run the ball. You can't take that kind of a hit. But now you can't run the ball, so now it's more on Garrard's shoulders via passive. That's, he, he can't do that. That's not him. He needs some of a running game, and then he'll be fine. Absolutely. So they, they, they drafted uh, even Britton and, and Eugene Monroe. They signed Trey Thomas. That's three tackles you added. And that could make all the difference. All the, all the difference. They can get those, that line back, and they can run the ball again. And I think MJD will be fine. He's a little undersized, but I think he'll be okay without Fred Taylor. They lost him to uh, New England. Um, they could be fine again. They, they'll be a tough team again. I really think that. I think they just they caught some bad luck last year. When they couldn't run, they got kind of, you know, screwed over. So I didn't think it'd be tough again, too. Now, the Texans, jeez, I don't know. <laughs> the Texans are actually my surprise pick for the playoffs. Okay, uh, why is that? Uh, that offense, the offense, if Schaub can stay healthy, the offense is unbelievable. Schaub might be throwing to, he might be throwing to the best wide receiver in the entire game. Uh, I agree. I agree with you completely. I'll tell you what, Schaub needs to stay healthy. Yeah. And when he does, I honestly, before the playoffs started last year, I honestly said I said Andre Johnson's best wide receiver in football. He is so big and so fast and strong. He gets everything near him. He's huge. He's a playmaker. He's just all of it. The only reason it's tough to say it now is because of what Fitzgerald did in the playoffs. Absolutely. Yep. I, to- I I totally agree I, with that. I think, but I think you're going to see this year that Johnson actually puts himself above. Larry Fitzgerald as the consensus. Well, maybe not consensus because you'll still have the people following Fitzgerald, but as the best wide receiver in the game, there's no one better at, rip it, at ripping the ball away from that defender. You know, he thinks he's got a pick, and in comes Andre Johnson at the very last second. I mean, just like that catch he made last year to keep the drive alive uh, against the Dolphins where they eventually oh. won. Yeah, so, I uh, think he's, you're not getting an argument here. I think he's absolutely spectacular. I love the guy. Uh, and the only other guy I would say that's in his category besides Fitzgerald is Calvin Johnson. And I know he doesn't get a lot of press because Detroit is so awful, but look at his numbers and then look at the team's record. He's put up 1,200 yards on a team that's awful. I mean, nobody is throwing in the ball. So I put Calvin Johnson up there, too. I love Megatron. But, uh, you know, the, the Texans, I think, it's going to be Schaub. I mean, that's going to be the thing because they don't have Rosenfeld. I mean, although they do have Grossman, and I know we talked about this a couple weeks ago, I think Grossman... I, I love him as a backup quarterback. I love that move. Um, yeah. But I think if, we, if we're talking Grossman too much, and that means he's in the game, and I don't know if that's playoffs. But, but I do like him as a backup. And so now I guess everybody else's favorite, the Colts. Uh, they're going to be – stuff to say they're going to be a favorite the way Tennessee played last year. They didn't lose until like week 12 or something. Um, but do you like the Colts this year? I – I actually ex- I expect the Colts to miss the playoffs uh, for the first time in forever because, uh, listen, Peyton Manning has had the same offensive coordinator since he came into this league. Yeah. And that's been yanked away from him. His sense of security has been yanked away from him. 
something he's never had to deal with. Uh, the offensive line coach is gone. Coaching yeah. changes usually don't result in in good things. Unless you're bad. Unless yeah. you were bad before. Yeah, but for a good team, you're losing perhaps a Hall of Fame coach in Tony Dungy. You yeah. can make that argument that he could be in the Hall one day. You lose him. You lose your offensive coordinator. You lose uh, your line coach. That is, that's really going to hit them hard. And let's not forget that that defense is bad to begin with. I'm not a huge fan of that defense. And, and don't forget you lose Harrison on offense, too. Even though he wasn't what he, what he should have been last year, um, you know, you could argue that there's an upgrade with Anthony Gonzalez. But, boy, do I agree on that defense. I think Dwight Freeney is so overrated. He can't stop the run. He's an excellent pass rush specialist. But, yeah, well, the Colts usually win him by 25 points. Yeah. Go ahead. You know they're going to pass. Go. Go get him. Now, you know, you Dwight Freeney is Simeon Rice. Remember Simeon Rice in his prime? Everyone was going nuts. Simeon Rice, he's the best pass rusher in the NFL, yada, yada, yada. But what was the thing with Simeon Rice? It's the same thing with Dwight Freeney. Run at him. Run right at him. That off tackle run at him, and he's a deer in the headlights, has no idea what to do. Yeah, you can run right at him. That is the case with a lot of these pass rush specialists because they are undersized. That's why they're so fast because they're not the big, bulky guys. Uh, So the worst team in the division – you're not saying Texans. Who's the worst team in that division? Uh, I think it's the Jaguars, and uh, I think you could see them. I think you could see them going around eight and eight. But I think uh, that's only because of the division they play in. If they're in a different division, you know, if they're in the AFC West or something, I think they go ten and six, eleven and five because they're that kind of talent. But I, maybe they go seven and nine, eight and eight because of the division. I actually expect the Colts to finish third, Texans second. Wow. Uh, All right, look, hey, we'll, uh, we'll get to the next division when we come back. This is Michael Klein with your G-Cop in the house, Voice America Sports. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball, deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's at the shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. Discover the world's only speed training program that guarantees your athletes have their best season ever or your money back. No questions asked. Let's face it, the best athletes on any team in any sport are the fastest athletes. The team with the most speed is almost always going to be more successful. The fact that you're listening to this right now tells me that you know this is true and that your athletes are not as fast as you want them to be. But how do you make them faster? After all, like many coaches, maybe you were told that you can't teach speed, that an athlete is either born with it or they're not. Right? Wrong. Arguably the biggest myth in all of sports is that you can't teach speed or coach athletes to new levels of athletic success and performance. The level of success your athletes experience has little to do with running plays or specific ball skills. Instead, it depends entirely on your ability to teach them the one skill required to dominate every sport. Speed. Put Latif Thomas and his team to work for you. Visit CompleteSpeedTraining.com or call toll-free 877-510-3278. That's 877-510-FAST. There has never been a better time to become a videographer in the sport of hunting. And right now, you can combine everything you love about hunting with a career in television. And you can learn it at home with Brock Ray's Outdoor Videography School. Hunter and TV personality Brock Ray has put together a course taught by TV professionals. And it all comes to you in a six-DVD home set that lets you learn about this lucrative occupation on your own time. Now, get paid for the hunts you shoot. That's right, when you purchase the home study course and learn our techniques, you can submit your video to us. And if it gets chosen, your segment might appear on our nationally televised Better Built's World of Outdoors. We will pay you for using your video. Call now at 205-625-5480. We invite you to visit our website at OutdoorVideoSchool.com. Start your career in television now. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports.
you're joined up with G Cobb in the house featuring Gary Cobb and co-host Michael Warren. You want to get in on the conversation? Call in now. It's toll free. 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to GaryCobb at AOL.com. Remember, two R's and two B's in that name. Now back to G Cobb in the house. What's happening, everybody? Michael Warren on G-Cobb in the house. G-Cobb is not with us this evening, but I'm joined by Bob Cunningham from gcob.com. And we're kind of just going through the divisions, trying to take a look at what's going to happen this year. And uh, we just finished the AFC South. We spent a lot of time on the AFC South, Bob. Uh, so let's go to the, NFC North, the, I'm sorry, the AFC North and finish up the conference. Uh, Pittsburgh's still the class of the conference? I mean, the, of the division? Yeah, class of the conference, even, you got to say. I think... Uh... You know, defending champs, uh, what if they lost? Uh, I think they're, they're right on top. You've got to give them at least the benefit of the doubt, even if you think maybe the Ravens are, are gaining ground on them, as I do. I mean, but you can't put them a, ahead of uh, the Super Bowl champions just yet. No, not right now we can't. And uh, there is real interest, I believe, from what I've read um, on the Ravens' part in Brandon Marshall. That does not mean the, Je- the Broncos are going to move them. But if they were to acquire Brandon Marshall, I still look at the Steelers. They want – I'm trying to remember the last time a Super Bowl team won with a, an offensive line that was that bad. Their offensive line's not very good. And they still found a way to win the Super Bowl, which I'm not sure how they did that with, with such a poor line. I mean, think back to a week three against the Eagles, a week two. Uh, three, I think. I mean, that was just a manhandling. Roethlisberger dropped back, held the ball for uh, forever, and, and he was just getting pounded. And it didn't really the, – the, the, the line didn't get better over the course of the season, but so the Ravens are gaining ground. They, they have a chance, I think, to overtake them. I, I don't see Cleveland or Cincinnati doing it. Do you? No, of course not. No. Cincinnati's gotten better. I think they have added some things on defense. They get Keith Rivers back, um, who had a, with a broken jaw from Heinz Ward last year. So they get him back. The defense is better. They get Carson Palmer back. Uh, they lost Hushmanzada, but, you know, Chad Johnson seems, he seems focused at this point. And, I mean, I don't know, Ted Benson was actually not that bad for him. You don't think there's any way they can, they can get a wild card? Uh, I don't see it happening. I mean, of course, you know, anything can happen. Uh, so, so, yeah, I could. I'm not going to completely rule it out. But I don't think that they can hang with uh, the Steelers and with the Ravens. I don't think they can go blow for blow. Because that's what it would be. That's what it's going to have to be if you want to win the AFC North. You need to be a knockdown, drag out, physical, smash mouth kind of team. And the Browns and and uh, the Bengals don't exactly scream smash mouth. So. No, they're not. They they really aren't. And Cleveland, we'll look at them real quick. I mean, I, I, they have. Do they? I, I don't, they might have two guys that can't start a quarterback. Derek Anderson was a one year wonder. We still know what's going on with Brady Quinn. I don't know that I'm sold on him. Defense is pretty poor except for Sean Rogers. Uh, you know, Cameron Wimbley hasn't given them much lately. <sighs> Gee, I just, I just, not to mention, Mangini comes in and all he's managed to do is annoy everybody in the organization. Yeah. Don't can yeah, stand him. Yeah. But so Cleveland's in the bottom there. But if you had to pick a winner, you're taking the Steelers or the Ravens right now. I, I, defending Super Bowl champs, fine. Do the Ravens have enough? Can Flacco progress enough to take over the Steelers? Yeah, and I think that's really going to be the big thing. I mean, they do have a couple questions. You lose your longtime defensive coordinator uh, in in Rex Ryan and Bart Scott. Yeah, and he steals Bart Scott, takes him with it, takes him with him. Uh, the safety Jim Leonard, he took him with him too. So they yeah, have some holes. Leonard, though. How much? How much was it Leonard, and how much was it playing on that defense, especially next to Ed Reed? I, I don't think he's um, he's a he's a solid guy. He, he's a solid starter. He'll be good for for Rex Ryan as far as implementing his defense. But yeah, I mean you're right. He's not a Pro Bowl kind of guy. He's not the stellar athlete or anything. He was just a guy who was obviously smart, knew the system, and could be where he had to be in order to make a play for that defense. He was just another cog that kept that defense uh, moving. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, but it's going to be really difficult to rebound from losing one of the best defensive coordinators in the league. Um, 
And, and I mean, of course there's going to be some bumps. I don't know that they lose that much. Bart Scott was a good player, yes, but um, if, they had, if they were doing their job, uh, there's a guy who's been um, sitting behind Rex Ryan just waiting for this day because they knew he was going to get a head coaching job eventually. Sure. They had to have someone picking his brain for the past uh, couple years. I don't know their coaching staff well enough to know even who's taking over for him, but I'm sure they have someone there. And uh, I like Harbaugh as a head coach, too. So yeah, I do, too. I, I like Harbaugh a lot. So I think we agree. We'll probably go on Steelers right now are the best, and, and the Browns are just are terrible. Uh, so NFC West, pretty garbage division. Uh, the Cardinals making the Super Bowl notwithstanding. I mean, are the Seahawks coming back this year? If the Seahawks can do anything, you have to think they can take that division. I don't know that we're going to see another year like this out of the Cardinals. I really don't. Um, if Hasselbeck is healthy, you have to think the Seahawks have a chance to win. Yeah, of course. And I, I'm, I'm not quick to count out the Cardinals from repeating the year they had because, I mean, you know, before the playoffs started, Chris Collinsworth said that was the worst playoff team he'd ever seen. And I'm sure uh, come around the kickoff of the Super Bowl, he was eating his words. Oh, and I was too. I'll, I'll be the first to say it. I thought the yeah. Cardinals were horrific. Everybody did. They were awful oh, of the season. Especially after that lashing they got from, from the Patriots in the snow. You yeah. thought there was just no way that they could, they could do anything. They actually got lucky uh, enough to uh, be seated higher than the Eagles because if they had to go to the link, I don't think, I don't think they even have a chance in the link. I don't know about that, and I'll tell you why. Uh, Todd Haley owned Jim Johnson in that game. Owned him. He knew where it was coming from, and he had an answer for it. And I know people want to blame McNabb. Or, and Andy Reid and Don McNabb are not on my list of people to blame for that game. Jim Johnson got destroyed. And I don't know if it mattered where they played. Maybe maybe it would have. I don't, I don't know. But, boy, Todd Haley. I mean, I think he got a head coaching gig because of that game. I think with, my thing with the Cardinals, though, is they showed all year they couldn't play on the East Coast. It didn't matter what they were doing. They couldn't play on the East Coast. As, and that was all West Coast teams, so not just the Cardinals, but all West Coast teams couldn't play on the East Coast. But they beat the, they beat the Panthers. Uh, oh, you stopped me dead in my tracks. <laughs> oh, wow. But, no, you, yes, but you're did. right, though. For the most part, they couldn't. They didn't, they didn't play. But even well, with the Cardinals, it, uh, yeah, I mean, with the Panthers, it's still, you're in Carolina. It's a, a, a tad warmer than uh, Pennsylvania in January. Oh, absolutely. And, and let's be honest, I mean, Jake DeLome put a bow on that Oh, one. yes, Jake DeLome threw that game away six times over. Talk about, talk about why did they give him a new deal, geez. Oh, so, yeah. you know, I, I actually think the Seahawks can win it, although they do tend to disappoint me. and I, I, They're one of the biggest enigmas for me. Every year, I never know really what to think of them. Are they really good? Are they going to be dreadful? Are they going to be somewhere in between? Uh, you know, I, I don't think either of us see the Rams doing anything at all. Um, they're pretty bad. And the Niners, I mean, I, I think the Niners are getting better, but they're not, I don't think they're there yet. Although I think you have to agree. Would you be surprised who won that division? Anybody? Would not anybody surprise you? No. Unless it was the Rams. The Rams would surprise me to no end because I do think they're just that bad. Yeah, I don't think they, have a ch- they would have a chance to win, but that division's so bad. If you can get, even, you can get your stuff together even a little bit, <laughs> you could beat up on the rest of them. It's the, Niners, so dreadful. the Niners surpassing them would not surprise me much. I mean, obviously it would be a very good turnaround. But they had a winning record under Mike Singletary, and he has imposed discipline and that smash-mouth kind of idea out there in San Francisco. You know, they're, they're not pretty boys playing out there in San Francisco anymore. They can't be or they won't be playing in San Francisco. Singletary will have none of it. I agree, and uh, I, got, I love Patrick Willis. Uh, I love Jason Hill, one of their wide receivers, started to play well. They just need better quarterback play. You know, Frank Gore is not the problem. The running game is not the problem. Um, they, they really need more consistent quarterback play, and I don't know that they're going to get that. Uh, yeah, I, I, like, I like Sean Hill for them. Now, obviously, anywhere else in the league, he's nothing more than a backup. But for them right now, I, he is uh, decent enough. Uh, for as far as the transition goes for them to maybe draft a quarterback next year because I don't buy for a minute that Alex Smith is winning this job or that he deserves to even be competing for the job. Uh, 
I'll say he deserves to compete for the job just because nobody is that good. Um, but if but he might well throw him in the number one overall pick, do you think he'd even be competing? Do you think he'd even still be on the roster? No, probably no, no. But that's why that's how these things set your franchises back because you you're committed to him. You 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 paid him a lot of money. You made him the guy. You have to give him a shot. You just have to. That's why no one wants them one overall pick, and the Niners didn't want it in 2005. Nobody wanted to trade for it. Nobody wants it. So yeah, the, the Niners will probably struggle again this year. But we I think we agree that they are getting better. Right now, it's gonna it's the Seahawks and the Cardinals with any you know that are really gonna compete in that division. Now. The team we were just talking about with Jake DeLome at Carolina Panthers, if we go to the South, why did they give him $24 million? I do not know. They needed to pay someone, and who better than the quarterback? Oh, God. Peppers. Pay Peppers then or something. Jeez. They're taking, they're taking some kind of crazy stand on Peppers. And the thing there with them, too, though, is Peppers, it's not really a matter of the contract anymore. He doesn't want to be there. For some reason, he's sick of playing in the 4-3. You know, I think he sees guys like... Uh, DeMarcus Ware, who's about to get paid huge. That will Albert Hainsworth is going to be jealous of DeMarcus Ware. Yeah. Uh, he's getting paid. He's going to get paid huge. Harrison just got a nice big fat contract. He wants that pass rush and outside linebacker money so bad he can taste it. Uh, and he's blinded to the point that he doesn't see he's getting paid sixteen million dollars this year. Yeah, he's just going to keep whining about playing in the four three. And he's and he's athletic enough to make that transition. Um, he, he definitely could play in the in the three four. Uh, I don't doubt that. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a kind of a weird situation down there on that one. And the Panthers are another team I can't put a finger on the pulse. Uh, I never know. Are they going to be a powerhouse? Are they going to be garbage? We know they can run the ball with D'Angelo Williams and um, the uh, the other kid they drafted, Jonathan Stewart. Yep. So we know they can run the ball. Steve Smith's always going to make plays. Like they're going to go as far as Jake Delhomme takes them. You know, he's got to knock off the stupid stuff. Yeah, and, I and mean, that's exactly and, right. They won't, they'll go as far as Jake DeLone will take them. That's, and and that's the it. team, I'm telling you, that, that I think really has a chance. And they, they were good last year, but everything I'm reading about Matt Ryan is this kid just took the next step. And that's scary because he was already a few steps ahead last year. Do you think the Falcons are the best team in the division? Uh, on paper, uh, on paper, no, because that, that goes to the Panthers. But as far as having... Can you look at that team and say, that's a weakness, that's a weakness? To a degree, if you're nitpicking, yeah, but... Bob, can you hold that thought for a second? Because we've got to go to a break. Um, We'll finish up with that on the other side. This is G-Cobb in the house on VoiceAmericaSports.com. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. Are you currently having trouble paying your mortgage? Are you in an adjustable rate mortgage or possibly in foreclosure? If you've been late once, have already received a letter from your lender with intent to foreclose, or even have a sheriff's sale notice, you need to contact the professionals at New Hope Modifications. They are experts in helping people behind on their mortgage, in foreclosure, or even who are on time, but know that rate will be adjusting and will cause them problems in the future. Call New Hope Modifications today at 888-NO-DEBT-9. That's 888-663-3289 and talk to one of their modification experts. New Hope is staffed with professionals that have years of experience in customer service and the mortgage industry. Our branch managers take pride in giving every customer the attention and support that they may need in this crucial time of their life. You are not alone, and New Hope is the company that you can trust to help you save your home or assist in getting you a payment you can handle. Give them a call right now at 888-663-3289. Again, that number, 888-663-3289, and put your trust in New Hope. 
So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely despise her, especially at 1-2. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine-horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. I just think that the coach made a mistake. All crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. You're joined up with G. Cobb in the house, featuring Gary Cobb and co-host Michael Warren. You want to get in on the conversation? Call in now. It's toll-free. 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to GaryCobb at AOL.com. Remember, two R's and two B's in that name. Now back to G. Cobb in the house. What's happening, everybody? This is Michael Warren. On GCOB in the house, voiceamericasports.com. And I'm with Bob Cunningham from GCOB.com. And we're just going through the NFL trying to figure out who's going to win these divisions. And, Bob, uh, I'll let you finish your thoughts. We were, before the break, we were talking about the NFC South, and we were going through, we were on the Falcons. And uh, so what do you think of the Falcons this year? Yeah, well, like I was saying, I mean, if you nitpick, you can find maybe some problem areas with them. But I think for the most part, they're just a good team. They're a real. Uh, they show that they can be a real good cohesive unit, and uh, and play well together. And they very well could. Uh, it, you know, if Jake Delhomme has a bad year, I could see them leapfrogging them and winning the South. Yeah, I I, I think I take them. I think I got to do it. I, I don't like the Buccaneers just because they have twelve quarterbacks and we don't know if any of them can play. Um, they got a new regime in there. I, I don't know. I don't like the Buccaneers this year at all. I love the Falcons. I do like the Falcons. And. For all the fantasy football people out there, Roddy White. I know he broke out last year. I think he's going to be better this year. This guy's a monster. And it's funny because now we see that Michael Jenkins can play too because for a while everyone thought they were busts. But it looks like uh, the problem wasn't them. I think the problem was a certain number seven and couldn't throw the ball. So I think they're going to be good this year. I I like the Falcons. Uh, We don't know what's going to happen with the Panthers. They're always a question mark. Don't like the Buccaneers. Who's the worst team in the division in your mind? Uh, oh, man, it, it could be the Bucks. Uh, I have a hard time saying the Saints with that, with that offense, but the defense is suspect, so it could very well be them. Terrible. Yeah, the, that, that defense is bad, but we saw how bad that Bucks defense can be, too. And, uh, yeah, what happened to them at the end of the year? They were getting steamrolled. They were terrible at the end of last year, and the Saints... The Saints kind of remind you of the, of the Broncos, of, like the Broncos of the NFC. Mm-hmm. They could throw the ball all around. They can't stop anybody. They drafted Malcolm Jenkins in the first round, so they are trying to address, you know, at least they didn't go draft another running back, like something like the, the Broncos did. Um, you, you got to love Drew Brees. He's a, such a talent. Uh, it, it looks like right now Pierre Thomas is going to be the number one guy there. Uh, I think yeah, that's that's really Bush, Yeah, they're making Reggie Bush 1A or whatever. So they'll be able to, the offense is fine. Defense, I don't know. The Falcons, to me, are more complete, and I think they're going to take that division. you agree with that? Yeah, yeah, I would, I would, I would say that, yeah. All right, so we'll take the Falcons, and now the biggest question mark in the NFC North, I bet you know what that is. <laughs> you know, do the Vikings have a guy that can play quarterback? Tavares uh, yeah. Jackson's horrific. Sage Rosenfeld is serviceable. We'll call him serviceable. I, I don't know who the best team in that division is right now. The Packers, I thought, were disappointing because I do like Aaron Rodgers. The Bears have Cutler. How, you're a Cutler guy, aren't you? Uh, I do like Cutler, yeah. 
is does he put them over the top? Does he make them the best team in that division? Oh boy, uh, I'm looking at you know Cutler's a guy, he's a playmaker, but who does he have to throw to? I think just I think the the division is is so poor that that uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see them overtake the Vikings. Now, if you talk to me with the Vikings and they have a certain future Hall of Famer at the helm, I may change that. But for now, going into the season now, I, I, I do think it's the Bears. Yeah, geez, I, don't, I would not want to have to – I would not want to have to call this one. That's why I'm glad I'm not a gambler. Yeah, uh, I, I wouldn't want to, have to call it division because I just don't know. The, I just don't know the uh, the difference that the, the impact Cutler's going to have. We don't know what's going to happen with Favre. And he, the Packers should be better than they were last year. I, I, don't, I just I don't. They got BJ Raji. They got you know some defensive help. Um, so you know we'll see what happens there. I think clearly the Lions are in the basement. I don't even know if that needs to be said. Yeah. Um, but they're going to be better this year. I don't care what anybody says. They're going to be better this year. They can't be worse. It, <laughs> I feel I feel bad for kids like Kevin Smith, who uh, you know just listen to his interviews. Man, I can't watch NFL Network. I can't watch highlights. I've never even won a game. I felt <laughs> terrible for him. He's, he's going into his second year. He still doesn't know what it's like to win an NFL game. And he looks like he's going to be a pretty decent player in the NFL if he can get some help. He is. He looks like a nice player. I think Calvin Johnson. I said before. I think he's already elite. Uh, you know. Can Culpepper go to what he was? I like Culpepper. I do. I, I do think too. he's he could be okay. I, I hope they don't have to rely on Stafford. So they'll be better, but they're still the basement. Um, I probably uh, I can't even say the Vikings. I, there's something about every team that bugs me. I, I can't pick anybody in that division other than I know who the worst one is. Uh, we'll see you guys next week from seven to eight. As always, VoiceAmericaSports.com. And we will see you guys. I want to thank Bob Cunningham from GCOP.com coming on. And uh, we'll see you next week. Time to break the huddle. We'll be back again next Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern for another edition of G Cobb in the House with Gary Cobb and Micah Warren. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you again soon. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.